So when I was working in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, I would drive home to Rockford and I would listen to Turi Ryder on WGN. And I was like, one day I'm going to work that overnight show. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. And then when Steve and Johnny were working overnights, I would listen every day on the way in to do mornings at US 99. And I thought, one day I'm going to work that overnight show. And so I was like more than willing just to work the overnight show at WGN. But when they said afternoons, I was like, holy smokes. Okay. (laughs) Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Lisa Dent has long been a very significant and well-known personality in Chicago radio. In fact, she's a star. She's best known for her long run as morning host at US 99, where she was named to the Country Radio Hall of Fame, as well as at uh, Big 95.5 Country. Native of Rockford, Lisa began her radio career in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. Has worked at stations in Madison, Minneapolis, San Diego, Seattle, and Houston. After proving her mastery of many formats, she's now back in full-service talk radio. She's the drive-time star of Chicago's afternoon news on the legendary 720 WGN. on Demand is proud to welcome Chicago's first lady of radio, Lisa Dent. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hi. What an intro. Jeez. <laughs> hey, we're so glad to have you, Lisa, and so glad to hear you doing GN. It sounds great. Great. When I was working in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, I would drive home to Rockford and I would listen to Turi Ryder on WGN. And I was like, one day I'm going to work that overnight show. And then when Steve and Johnny were working overnights, I would listen every day on the way in to do mornings at US 99. And I thought one day I'm going to work that overnight show. And so I was like more than willing just to work the overnight show at WGN. But when they said afternoons, I was like, holy smokes. Okay. (laughs) So you've been doing this a while. When and how did you first know that radio was going to be your thing? I was that kid in my bedroom with a transistor radio, and I was listening to John Landecker. Mm-hmm. And to think that I am working at the same station with him. Every yeah. time I see him walk by, I try not to run up and say something <laughs> stupid, but it happens all the time. I had the same thing. Yes, I, I totally can relate. Well, you worked in all size markets, Lisa, and with some of the best PDs in the country. Once you got started, how did you decide which stations and PDs that you really wanted to work for? And how did you initially make contact and get things going? Well, you know, I was never really searching out a PD so much as I was a radio station. Um, When I was at ZOK, I thought the best station in the Midwest is Z104. I I really want to work for Jonathan Little. Um, He had such a reputation. And I landed there part-time for just one summer and then got the call from Q106 in San Diego. And that was actually a record person that I'd never met that had been calling on Z104 and Q106 and made the introduction. And then when Q106 blasted me out because I was off the air and really had no no sensibilities to be an off-air music director, (laughs) I really didn't have the knowledge I needed at that point to work in that market. Uh, the station I was listening to was KSON. I loved that radio station. I was into country music. And so I just marched across the street and said, hey, 
Is there an opportunity? Because those are the days before email. It wasn't like you could just shoot an email off to somebody. You had to make face-to-face contact if you were in the market or you had to send a letter through the mail. Wow. So did you work with Mike Shepard? I did. Yes. So did I. He was my boss later that same lifetime. Wow. Kipper, you and I have crossed paths so many times. It's just amazing (laughs) to me. It is. It is. Wow. So growing up in the shadow of Chicago, you've certainly made that market home. And now you're doing afternoons on the ultimate of hometown radio stations, WGN. Cool. What steps have made you such a powerhouse in Chicago? And how did you do that both on and off the air? Everyone knows Lisa. Well, I think that came from my US 99 years. I remember when we launched the station, Rick Torcaso and Eric Logan were a part of that. And I went back to do middays because my son had been born and I I made an effort to get out of Houston to come home to be near family because I did not want to be a radio mom where I was moving from city to city. I had moved a lot and I thought this is the biggest gift of my life and we're going home. And so I packed up a thoroughbred horse, a pig, five dogs, three cats, uh, three donkeys and uh, landed in Chicago doing middays at US 99. And I took that show, I think the midday show from 16th to 1st in the first book. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is home. I I talk like these people. I look like these people. And it's where I'd always wanted to be. I always wanted to work in Chicago. And so I just decided to get out and shake every hand that I possibly could do. And and I did that. I, I shook hands. I went to hundreds of concerts. I hosted every charity event that I was asked to host. And I'm telling you what, I feel like I've met most of Chicago over my course of 20 years or so in that market. And that's really the basis. It's grassroots marketing and meeting people where they are. Lisa, during your run, you've encountered a serious health issue, not only that changed your life, but also made you look at how radio is really treating people, including women, especially. What did you learn and how has it changed your career path going forward? Well, that was a cancer diagnosis in Houston. I was thankful to be near one of the best cancer hospitals in the nation, MD Anderson. So breeze through it, really. I mean, um, it took my fertility, but uh, it meant I got to cut the umbilical cord on my son, who is the most important being in my life. And at that point, that's when I decided I'm going home. You know, I want to be near family where I was raised so he can be raised among aunts and uncles and grandparents. So that was a very personal decision that it was time to go home and put family first. And that's exactly what I did. My campaign to stand strong for women in radio actually started in 87 when I left ZOK. Ironically, when I left, the headlines of the Rockford Register Star said, women don't ride airwaves to the top. And it ruffled a lot of feathers. Mm. And I was very vocal about some issues that I felt um, were affecting women and how women were not being given the opportunity that men were and certainly were not being paid that money. Fast forward to 2022, the Chicago Tribune reaches out and they're doing a similar story. And I said, well, dial it back about 30 years and go read that that piece in the Rockford Register Star. It's unfortunate we were still facing some of the same issues, but once I got to Chicago, I, I was put in a position that gave me strength. And I was very clear that family would always come first and what I needed and what I deserved as a woman in this business. I had kind of 
really started making my money in Houston. And Houston seemed to be equal playing ground. It really did. Mm -hmm. And so when I came into Chicago, I came in with a different mindset. So the past 20 years in Chicago, I've not dealt with what I dealt with earlier in my career, but it's given me an opportunity to mentor other women in and out of radio and to stand up for women inside radio stations that I thought weren't strong enough to stand up for themselves. So it's a big change, but we go back to the same article in 1987 was still an issue that they spent six months writing about it in 21 and 22 in the Chicago Tribune. So we've got a ways to go, but the younger generation, man, they are inspiring. They are changing life for all of us. And it, it just makes me happy. Yeah. What advice do you have for women today? Uh, know your value and stand your ground, you know, and don't be afraid to lay out what you need when you take a job, because I've learned that if you don't get it going in, you're never going to get it. And if that means passing on a job that you think is uh, an iffy situation in which to work, then pass on it. You know, know your level of what you will take and know your worth. I think that's what it comes down to for anybody, man, woman, however people identify. You just have to know your worth and be willing to ask for it. Great advice. Thank you, guys, because I'm telling you what, I just, um, I couldn't be happier. I thought I was done. You know, I really, you know, I was moving to the farm and, uh, you know, created a small studio just to do voice work or something. I had a big studio in St. Charles. And when the GN crew came down here to finish outfitting it with their equipment, they're like, how come in this whole house, you just gave yourself this small room? And I go, because I didn't think I'd be doing a full-time radio show. But what I love about it is... My screens are of the city. I have live camera action of the city when I'm not in the city. And I have all my people like Bertrand and Mary and Kevin and my producers are all on screens. We can yeah. see each other. And so it really is no different than being in the studio because during COVID, that's how everybody moved into their own studios. So. Yep. so along the way, you have won just about every award that a broadcaster can get, including induction into the Country Radio Hall of Fame, CMA Awards, you name it, you've won it. So for someone who might want to follow the trail, uh, women or even men that follow the trail that you're blazing, what steps should they be taking to become successful and perhaps win some of those awards themselves? <laughs> Well, I think you always have to be willing to learn. You know, it's always hard to take criticism, especially in the form of an air check session from a program director, especially if it's someone that you're like, hey, I don't think they get me or they understand me. Well, they know the basics mm -hmm. and the basics count. They really do. And I also think you have to listen. It's not our job just to talk. It's our job to listen, especially when interviewing, especially when picking up the phone and putting a caller on the air. I contend that when people call a radio station, yeah, they might want to make a comment about what you're talking about, but there's always something deeper. There's always a connection, a reason why they picked up that phone to call you. And if you're a good interviewer, you can find out what that is. And that leads to some great local content that is exclusive to your show because it's that one-on-one -on -one conversation that other people get to listen in on. What a talented and amazing person. Lisa Dan, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. And now there's a new way to stay in touch or get in touch. Just follow Brandwith Plus on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. It's Brandwith 
P-L-U-S, one word, Brand with Plus. Coming up, Lisa shares some things she knows now she really wishes she knew way back when. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit MusicMaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. Hey there, Kipper here. If your station is like so many others, begging out for some sort of station merchandise for sale or even to give away, but the budget says, "Uh uh-uh, your solution could be just a click away. Check out Radio Swag Shop. It's in the show notes. Or simply go to radioswagshop.com forward slash Kipper. Your audience and your budget will thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood On Demand. Lisa, you've certainly done very well in your career, but for a moment, if you think back, note to self, what's the one or two things you know now you really wish you knew way back in Fort Atkinson? Well. Rick Tarcaso, who has truly been one of the most important people in my career, one time above my desk, he wrote a little word bubble above a picture of my dog. And it said, be nice, be nice, be nice. Hmm. And I feel that sometimes, well, in my youth, when I was battling to get what I needed, which was the form of money or a job or the attention so that I could secure what I needed for my show. Maybe I was too blunt. That's really the hit on me anyways. I'm, I'm too direct and um, I just kind of cut to the chase. And, and that was always a, a good piece of advice because you can get so much more if you're just nice. And mm-hmm. I've seen that with some of the most successful people in the business. Jeff and Jer, nicest guys ever. Kid Craddock, just so many people that I looked up to and they were really nice guys. And in person, that's who I am. And on the air, that's who I am. But I felt in business maybe I was a little too direct and too blunt. And being a woman, it wasn't accepted like it might've been from my male counterparts. So I learned to be nice. Uh, What I've learned is it goes by fast. Everything goes by so fast. When you're in the thick of it, you think, oh my gosh, when am I going to make this much? Where am I going to go? How am I going to do this? But it goes by fast. And I also would have never guessed that it would be this much fun that I have enjoyed every single minute of my radio career. It has given me so much opportunity to laugh and to love and to see the world. Wow. What an inspiring talent Lisa is, isn't she? Her complete bio, some great video links and other articles and more, all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber for doing the finishing touches on this and to our associate producer, Hannah B., for helping with booking. And coming up next... Hey, everyone. My name is John Zellner. I run programming operations here at iHeartMedia. And we'll talk about where radio is going in the new media space, how to stay relevant with so many options, and the best way to launch and advance your career, all on the next brand with On Demand. That's a wrap, Kipper. With a hat tip to Chuck Knight, 
The one-minute Martinizing concerns courtesy. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.